0: i found that every time that you come to an obstacle in life or in business, it's not about going around it, it's about going through it. Everything that you want is on the other side, whether that's um, fear or a relationship or whatever, you you have to just take it head on. And if you try and avoid it, that thing will haunt you forever. Hey, what's up, everybody?
1: Welcome back. Championship Leadership Podcast. We got Dave Valentine here in the house today, and I appreciate you being here, man. Thank you.
0: Oh, super excited to be here, Nate. Thanks for having me on, man.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, So I'd like to hop right into it. Championship Leadership is the name of the podcast. What comes to mind for you? What does championship leadership mean to you when you hear that?
0: Relentless, brother. Got to be relentless. Uh, Yeah, man, we... Like that. We... uh, It's, it's, it's always a challenge to be a leader and, uh, can be lonely. And the only thing that may, uh, keep you warm at night when you're (laughs) tossing and turning is how relentless you're going to be.
1: Definitely. Yeah. Uh, I guess I think of, uh, Tim Grover when I hear relentless from his book. Oh, yes. It's a great book. Great book. Great book. book. Yeah. It's, uh, and that's championship leadership too at a whole nother level right there. But what's, um, why don't you tell us a little bit more about you and, and, uh, your path and journey to get where you are today and what it is that you're up to today.
0: Yeah, man. So, um, I, am uh, a military brat, uh, grew up traveling around the country. I, I lived in 15 different houses in 13 different cities before I graduated high school. Uh, my dad's oh. joke was if they stationed him at a base, they were going to shut down the squadron or they are going to shut down the base. <laughs> 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 so, uh, You know, one of the things that I did growing up was I just became very adept at handling any sort of situation. A lot of people saw that as a disadvantage. It was was a challenge as a kid. I I would be uh, remiss if I didn't say that. And it made me pretty resilient. Um, So as a kid, I I just had this entrepreneurial drive. I, uh, at the age of four, started selling my four-year-old artwork to friends and family. Uh, sold my, the first thing that I ever sold was a, a picture that I drew at four years old for $40, nice. um, back in the eighties, you know, yeah. like that's the last, that's, that's a Dang good man. bit of money, you know? I'm, yeah. That things
1: gotta be worth <laughs> way more today.
0: I'm impressed. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then when I was, you know, when I was in uh, late elementary school, I started selling candy bars and erasers and pens and pencils out of my backpack. Oh yeah. And so I've just always had this drive to create commerce, I guess, and I started my first grown-up business at 25. I started a, a catch-all digital marketing agency. Had no idea what I was doing, right, Nate? Like yeah. I was just I was just making it work, brother. And uh, a couple months before we launched that business, my wife and I found out that we were pregnant with our first kiddo. And so I was like, well, damn, I've got to make this work now. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so Precious, huh? um, started building that up and uh, I... Ended up having to split ways with my business partner at the time, who was also uh, my best friend, and that was that was really challenging. And by the time I was 29, uh, so four years into it, I went to the doc, and I hadn't had a checkup since I was, you know, high schooler playing sports. I was a multi-sport athlete, played football, baseball, soccer, weightlifting, and I had always been in pretty good shape. But truth be told, I had now I had two kids. I had yeah. a, I had a business that was growing really quickly. We're, we had just done seven figures that year that I went to the doc and, uh, you know, I was married. And so I was like, there's a lot going on. So I had kind of stopped working out. I'd stopped, uh, praying and meditating. I'd stopped doing some very vital self-care things. So I go to the doc for a checkup. We do the checkup. We later go back and he goes, Hey Dave, how do you know you're going to have a heart attack? I don't understand the question, doc. He goes, We've tested 4,500 people. You're the most stressed out person we've ever tested. Wow. Dang. Dude, I'm 29. Yeah, He goes, you're not going to make it to 40. Whoa. So that was like a wake up call. I started to reimagine how do I build a business that doesn't need me to be everything to everyone, right? And so in that process, it it was the germination for what, has developed over the next seven years, really. And so for me, uh, I started to go, okay, well, I can't keep doing this business because in this business, no matter how great my staff is, my staff was legitimately fantastic. Um, The clients always want to talk to me. Yeah. They just, you know, they always, hey, Dave, can you fly out to New York and present this to the board in three weeks? Hey, can you come to Knoxville next week? We need you. You know, we'll pay for your flight. We'll pay for your hotel. We'll pay for your time in the room, but we need you in the room. So it just became one of these perpetual treadmills where I just wasn't seeing my young, growing family enough. I was stressed out. And even as I started to incorporate working out and meditating back into my habits, it just wasn't enough. And so I ended up uh, selling that company. And out of that, uh, over the past three and a half years, we have either started or purchased uh, eight different companies from that. And so right now... I work remotely and run eight different companies that, um, six of which are doing seven figures. And so it's, uh, it's exciting. It's fun. And I don't work 80 to hundred hour work weeks. I'm working like 35 to 50 hour work weeks. (laughs) So it's uh it's a good time, man. Love it. Yeah. What, uh,
1: what types of companies?
0: Yeah. So the, the, the nucleus of my companies are our, our agencies. Um, what I ended up doing differently, there was a big shift. Nate was my first agency. Was like, how can I do everything for everyone? Yeah, because I would somebody would come to me and they'd be like, hey, we have a great relationship. You guys are doing a great job with our digital ads. Can you run our social media? Sure. We do that for a few months. Man, you guys are just doing awesome. Can you run <laughs> our, our newsletter? Yeah, yeah, sure, we could do that. Hey, can you do? And so it just became this thing that grew and grew and grew. And it's really hard to find staff for that. Yeah, it's really right. challenging to find success and streamline for that. So, what I do now is, I have three agencies that I own right now. One of them is a branding agency. They have the most diverse set of services, and they have two services. <laughs> <laughs> I, <love it. laughs> uh, I have a PR firm. Uh, they have two services, and you know they do this wild thing where they combine those two to create a third service. Oh um, man. Uh, I have a, an outsourced SDR agency, so they are an outsourced sales development rep agency. So they book meetings directly onto your calendar. For any, if you're like, "Hey, man, I'm I'm a business and I need to have other meetings with other businesses to sell them," they're a great one for that. Um, I have my own consulting firm because I, I meet with a lot of entrepreneurs. And honestly, Nate, like my passion is entrepreneurship and small business. That's where the game's at, man. Right? You know, it's 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 crazy to me. Sixty-nine percent of it, of people employed in the country employed by a small business. Ninety-eight um, percent of all of our exports in this country come from small business. Like, think wow. about that. That's yeah. just such a high number. And we we get all this like lip service from it's from politicians. That's very upsetting to me. And I'm like, no, I'm going to go do something about small business. I'm going to go help it be successful. So I do some consulting in that space. I own a couple of SaaS products. One is called Longtail Pro. It helps small businesses with their SEO, their search engine optimization. Another one is called Trust Scout uh, and it helps people get video reviews for their small businesses. And everyone needs a video review, you can't convince me otherwise. If you're a nail salon, <laughs> you need video reviews. If you're uh, a, law, a law group, you need video reviews. So it's a really fun product and it's very cheap and accessible to anyone. And then uh, I own a flight school with my brother. Uh, really? In Fort Worth, Texas. Yeah, man. We own. We, yeah. yeah, it's a, you know what, you got to keep it fun. <laughs> yeah. um, we, we own four airplanes. And uh, right now we've got, oh, man, 19 students. Okay. Um, and then uh, we the last one is a digital asset management and cybersecurity firm. And so uh, I didn't know this until I got into this space, Nate. But did you know that the average employee that works from their laptop spends 56 minutes a day searching for files? And then they spend another four hours a week creating files that already exist. I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, right. Wow. That's, it's a lot. They're spending over a whole day creating something that already exists or searching for things that should just be readily accessible. So Deft is the name of that company. And it basically helps you find your files quickly and make sure you're not duplicating something unnecessarily. So okay. that's it, man. Sounds useful.
1: Yeah. Love it. Well, uh, shift gears here. What, who are some championship leaders, coaches, mentors that you've had that um, have helped you along the way, and and more so, like what are some of the characteristics about those individuals that have really stood out to you?
0: Yeah, I've had a number of different ones. It's it's interesting, Nate. I don't I don't know if I'm sure this has been the case for you. I'm interested in asking this though. I have mentors who have mentored me throughout the years. And I always feel like there's a point in time where I outgrow a mentor. Have you had the same experience? Yeah, definitely. Yeah,
1: especially in certain areas, for sure. Yeah.
0: I, I had this, I had a mentor when I was in late high school and early college. And one of the gifts that he gave me was thoughtfulness. How to think through a problem. And he also gave me confidence to be able to go do whatever I wanted to go do. Right. He was Mm -hmm. like, you can go do this. He was like, of course, you wouldn't know all the details. He's like, but you'd figure it out you're smart guy. You work hard. You'd figure it out. Um, He also encouraged me just to go give it a go, you know? So he'd be like, I was learning marketing. I was one of those kids that I just wanted to get to work. You know, I didn't want to go to college. Yeah, I did, but I didn't want to. Yeah, (laughs) And, um, and so he he was like, well, hey, let's let's bring you in do do some video editing. I was like, I've never done video editing. He's like, well, figure it out. This was before yeah. YouTube, you know. I was I was running Friendster. Uh, when I tell my my junior staff that now, they're like, what? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I finally had somebody the other day ask me what MySpace is, and I about died. <laughs> um, and so, anyways, it was it was cool. He gave me an environment to fail, and I think that that's one of the things that's that great leaders do, Nate, is they give people a safe spot to fail in their development. Uh, As I kind of graduated on, my mentors became people that were far away, that I didn't talk to, uh, right? And so I started to have mentors that were uh, guys that had died, you know? where I had mentors of people that uh, are currently here but they taught me one thing that was really important or two things that were really helpful. I had one mentor in my early um, agency career who really helped me see that I was not going to get anywhere if I didn't lose my former business partner, if I didn't buy him out because he was holding me back. Mm-hmm. Um, that's an invaluable lesson. That was probably the one lesson that I got from him, but it was invaluable. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so for me at this point, you know, leadership and mentoring the people that kind of pour into me. I go to different people for different things. Um, yeah. I think that what's interesting though too, Nate, is like I'm in this weird spot where like I can appreciate what so many people have to say. Like, and I mean, that's like, I appreciate it. And there's so, there's there's like no one at this point that I'm like, yeah, they've got the whole picture for me. They've got, there may be a person that has creativity. There may be a person that has um, the ability to develop some marketing and sales skills for me. There may be a person that's got some really good organizational thoughts, but across the board at this point, and I think it's just a matter of, I've been in this game for so long, this entrepreneurial game for so long now that I'm starting to have the same thoughts as, as those people. Um, and so the only places where I really find like a pervasive mentorship at this point is from a spiritual perspective. And so there are people that still fill my soul from a spiritual perspective that actually help me lead the businesses with more humanity, transparency, and accountability. Yeah. Um, yeah, those would be my thoughts.
1: Yeah. I love it. Thank you. What's, um, what's the vision for you and and uh you know everything (laughs) that you're up to you got a lot of you get a number of different companies and you know uh, many of them seem to have a lot of synergy but uh you know then you also got a flight school but uh i'm sure we could figure out a way to to make that make, make sense with with the other ones as well but um yeah what's you know championship leadership i think great leaders have great vision and and courage to take action on that so what's maybe the vision for you and what you want to do over the next five, 10 years. And, and the more importantly, I always say the impact that you want to make through that.
0: Man, I, the vision's huge. The vision's huge, Nate. Uh, We want to own 2000 companies and employ 200,000 people. And the reason for that is really simple.
1: By a certain time or.
0: Yeah, I, we, we say 20 years, um, because it, it, it's clean if it yeah. happens quicker than that that'd be great sure. I, i've i've developed some really great relationships and partnerships in the past 12 months in particular that I think that that number could happen quite sooner and yeah. you know, one of the, one of the reasons why we have the marketing agencies and that background is that I figured out early on if you could if you can uncover how to generate web traffic leads meetings that's a great That's the first step to building a great business. Everyone thinks it's the product or the service. Uh, You can build that plane as it goes. If you don't have any revenue coming in, you can't can't figure that out. And so my thing is I always want to go sell more. I always want to go get more leads. I want to have more impact in that space. The the big thing for me is, man, every time that someone talks about how business is, is evil or not helpful or whatever. What they mean is corporations have been divorced from their own humanity, right? They've become too bottom line centric and not concerned about the people that are working there. So we hear about layoffs and it's sterile and it's divorced from these people that are real people that have families and lives and backgrounds and stories. And one of the things that's great about small business and the reason why it's 2000 companies and 200,000 employees We have a lot of great data that shows that humans can't really have relationships with more than 150 people at a time. Yeah. So, like a famous story about this is Gore Tex. Gore Tex has like 6,300 employees. Mm -hmm. They won't, they will build a factory and they will not put more than 150 people in it because they want them to have relationships with everyone that's there. They could have more efficiencies by having one central factory, one central location, but they actively make the decision not to. And they've been doing that for 30 years now. And so this isn't like a new thought for them. This is like an old thought that they're staying true to a core value. Mm -hmm. And so for us, it's like, one of our core values is humanity. And we think that we should lead with humanity. So our leaderships, uh, our core values are tenacity, curiosity, initiative. And then the the bottom three are uh, accountability, transparency, humanity. So for all of our staff, the top three Tenacity, curiosity, and initiative are really, really important. They're in order of importance, right? But when we get into leadership, we tell our leadership team, you have to reverse the order. They have to lead with humanity, transparency, accountability. And so um, anyways, the long story short in this is we want to change the world. We want to be big enough with this portfolio of companies that people see us as a large corporation. We have the weight of a large corporation in the United States to influence policy and decision-making. And we never lose the heartbeat of, we are a small, a, a group of small companies that really wants to change the world and make it a better place to live. Like, I'm just, I'm I'm at the point, Nate, where I don't have any confidence in our governmental political system. What? It's shocking. I know, yeah. no one's going to agree. Um, and... And so I'm like, well, then let's go build it ourselves, man. If we think it should be some other way, let's make it some other way. And let's make it so compelling that people are like, we need to change the standards for how we engage with employees as employers, in part because this really crazy guy named Dave has employed so many people. We don't have the option not to anymore. That's the new standard for work and so we just think that there's a better way forward. Yeah, love that. That's great.
1: What's uh what's what's a moment for you? I guess to call it like a critical moment where um you decided the path that you did which has you where you are today but had you chosen differently being in a much different place. I think there's a lot of power for people in those uh places right now to to learn from others and how they made decisions. Yeah. is there a moment that comes to mind for you?
0: Yeah. I mean, there's been like seven, but yeah, the, totally. the, 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 one that was, the one that was early on that was really important. The first 18 months of the first business that I started, I would wake up at five. I'd work on the business from about five 15 until seven 45 shower, get dressed, go work a nine to five job, come home, hang out with my wife, hang out with my baby girl, uh, be done with that about 7:30 at night and then work from 7:30 to 10:30 on the business. And then on the weekends I'd work a full day Saturday and a full day Sunday on the business. So 18 months into that uh my daughter is um 9 months old. Yeah. Almost and my wife goes listen you can do the day job you can do the business but we never see you so pick one. I don't care which one you pick. And I hadn't paid myself a dime yet from the business. Uh-huh. You know, I had been paying my business partner, but I hadn't paid myself anything. And I made the choice to take ten thousand uh, dollars from my dad <laughs> on a yeah. loan. My hey, my dad gave me the 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 five dollars to go buy the candy bars. We were... Why not ten grand later? Right, and we lived off. 10,000 because I'd already spent savings on building the business. Right. So I had nothing.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, So we took that 10 grand and we lived off 2000 bucks a month for five months in a row. And I told my wife that if I couldn't pay myself at least $30,000 a year at the end of that five months, I'd stop. And we signed a big client and uh, we made it work. And so uh, that was a moment. And it's so funny looking back now, Nate, like, having, I don't know, $15 million in revenue across the businesses at this point and commanding the salary that I do and, and having the employees that I have being employed yeah. and they make way more <laughs> than yeah. I ever made, you know, and, yeah, right. and, um, that was a, that was a, that was a crucial moment to make that decision to keep going with the business, even though it had been 18 months with no reward yeah. that this was the path.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. I love it. Cause you know, many people could have very easily chose the other path for sure. And uh many, I guess, you know, do, but clearly you didn't. So and it has you where you are today, part of the story, right? Yep. Uh in the moment it feel the weight of it, I'm sure was really heavy, but now you look back and you probably just laugh, right?
0: Like, man. Uh I found that every time that you come to an obstacle in life or in business it's not about going around it it's about going through it everything that you want is on the other side whether Mm -hmm. that's um fear or a relationship or whatever You, you have to just take it head on and if you try and avoid it that thing will haunt you forever yeah yeah definitely
1: well as we wrap up what's if there's one thing you could share um that if the listener you know right now implements will help move their life forward today what would that be
0: yeah if you're if you're um man if you're trying to grow a business i, I just literally before we were talking nate i was having the, this exact same conversation with another business uh mm-hmm. i had i had several other team members on a call and we were talking through this so the uh the thing that I would say is a lot of small businesses miss that there's an opportunity to acquire new customers by creating outrageous offers, something that sounds too good to be true, but actually brings more customers through your door, whether that's digital or physical and generates more sales. And so what I'd love to do, Nate, I uh, actually created, I usually do workshops on how to like create these outrageous offers and yeah. they, they take 90 minutes and I charge five grand for people to attend, but um, I've created an e-course and I've been selling it, but I'd love to give it to your listeners for free if that's cool. Oh yeah, um, appreciate so it. So wow. they can uh, they can go to davevalentine.co. And if you go there, you'll just see uh, a pop-up that, that comes up with that available. Um, if you want to join in and get in access to that, it takes about 45 minutes to go through the teaching. And then you can okay. just kind of go through your own exercise of how to create those offers. I'm going to tell you right now, it's the reason why uh, all my companies grow really fast is because we create these offers and it works in every industry. So it's really fantastic.
1: Yeah, that's wonderful. I appreciate that. And uh, definitely encourage you listening here right now to, to go and take advantage of that. Um, I appreciate your time today, Dave. It's, it's been a great conversation for the listener. You know, if you want more incredible content, like, uh, from the great humans like Dave Valentine, then then can, stay right here and, and, uh, and get ready for the next episode.
0: Uh, appreciate it, Dave. Have a great day. Yeah, you too, brother.